Hello and welcome to episode one of our new podcast. This is Hops and Fins. Um, my name is Jamie Hare and I'm joined by my good friend Stuart Govan. Stuart, how are you? I'm very well, Jamie. How are you doing? Yes, not bad at all. Thank you, not bad at all. Um, we sh- we This is the first episode we've been talking about doing a podcast on sharks for, I don't know, quite a few quite a few months anyway. Certainly we're obviously right in the middle of... Uh, we're still in lockdown here in, in Glasgow, so we've been talking about it in that time. And we've been talking about our enthusiasm for sharks for, for, for many, uh, much longer, many years, in fact. Many years indeed. It's been a, said this before, it's been an ongoing joke that uh, we'll do a podcast and finally decides to do it. So. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. What's, we've been, uh, we can't go out. It seems like the perfect time, but. Um, exactly. Basically, a couple of. Shark enthusiasts. I don't. I don't know. I certainly wouldn't claim myself as an expert of any sort, other than you know, just to say I'd, I do appreciate them. I think they're. I think they're incredible. I was uh, fortunate enough to see some at the, the Great Barrier Reef, and that's you know that was a pretty incredible thing. So, uh, and I think you're maybe you're similar yourself, Stuart. But we've just you know a couple of people just enthusiastic, just want to just want to chat about them and, and chat about some of the the media around them and and some facts as well, hopefully. Yes, uh, I like I like you would never class myself as an expert. I've always been absolutely fascinated by them since I was young. Um, kind of become my favourite animal, so to speak. Um, so it's just always keen to learn more about them uh, and and talk about them. Always yeah. up for talking about them. Always up for talking. Fantastic. Well, that's our premise of this whole thing is that just a couple of pals discussing uh, sharks over a beer. Uh, and over Zoom, obviously, uh, we should say we're observing social distancing here. We're several miles apart in Glasgow. So, um, anyway, tonight I've got a, a West Coast Pale Ale um, from Bad uh, Bad Co Brewing and Distillery. So, um, and I thought I picked it out West Coast. I just thought it it's basically it painted a picture of surfboards, seaside uh, beaches, uh, basically f- as far away as you can get from. Are, uh, a kind of dull and cold Saturday uh, in the middle of winter that, that, I'm, that I'm experiencing at the moment. <laughs> so it warms you up a wee bit then, eh? <laughs> I'd like, like to think, yeah, I should have put it in the microwave before then. <laughs> it's, it's just out of the fridge, though. Hope you've got right, yourself I've, shut. I've got an anti-establishment uh, IPA. Something's mentioned is trop- giant tropical waves, so, you know, that's as close to... There you go, that's, that's a link there. That's ideal. Um, yeah, so I just got to pick this one up from from Aldi actually, of all places. Got a good wee selection good, of they do IPAs. Have some good, they've got some very yeah. good ones in there, yeah. So I got oh, myself definitely. a wee collection of them the other day. So excellent. That's so one. Of them. Not had that before, so excellent. good to see what it's like. We'll give it a bash. All right. Well, here goes. This is, it's a shame as a podcast I've done a fantastic job with that let me tell you I'm going to take a quick quick picture for the trim, for the famous oh. Instagram oh you've done a good job as well take a quick picture for the famous in- for Instagram it. account Lockdown Laggers 
no self promotion. Here we go. Have we got to swallow this around and spit it out? And a sort of a, you know, real connoisseur of, of beer. <laughs> How'd you rate that out? How many fins would you give that? How many out fins of out of out of five <laughs> fins? It's definitely it's definitely a good it's definitely a solid three, which in a way just makes it sound not not that good, but um, but no, I think it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely a good solid three. Let's see how it goes as we as we go along. Yeah, I, I would probably say this one's a, a solid three as well. It's yeah, it's, it's not maybe one that I would go to all the time, but yeah. it, it's nice. It's it's a wee bit wee bit hoppy. Um, but it's not bad. It's not bad it's at good, all. Not too good. strong. Not too dark. No, yours. I was going to say that yours is a really nice colour. Mine is. Yeah. It's kind of dark, but it's not too. But it's not bad. It's not yeah. bad at all. I'm not a big no. fan of dark ales. Um, but no. you know, with a wee bit. Yeah. It's not too gassy either, so it's. Yeah, no, it's quite nice. I think not that bad. might be as dark as I might want to go. Yes, I got a whole bunch of uh, sky. Uh, ales that was bought for me at Christmas. Uh, Big box of it because they knew I was a big fan, but they I think they bought the the wrong one by accident. They didn't realise it was a mixture, so they bought the Sky Red, uh, which is a da- kind of darker ale. Yeah, uh, it's it's not my first choice, but it's actually not that bad. I would. Yeah, it's worth a shot if you. Mm. But it's not as good as the the, the yellow label ones. Those are top notch. The, sky, the Sky Gold. Sky Gold, yeah, that's world well, class, ones. isn't it? Uh, it really is. I was, yeah. um, but I've. Seems to be harder to come by these days, but uh, mm. the the red ones are not bad, but they're not not my first choice. I wouldn't go to them. No, but but nice, nice, a nice present though, nonetheless. Absolutely, I'm not going to turn yeah. it down. Let's be no, honest. No. no, no, definitely not. <laughs> not great. No, it's um, I'd have to say it's been a, I've had a quiet month January wise. I'm, I'm claimed to do to have done dry January, but um, but I've had a quiet I've had a quiet month, so it's it's nice to. Nice to sit down with you tonight and have and have one. Yeah, yeah, know myself. I'm not partaking in the dry January, um, but I tend to just try hold it to the weekend and have a wee, yeah. just one or two, yeah, a wee pizza that's, or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of stuff dreams are made of, isn't it, Stuart? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else can you do when it's uh, you can't go anywhere? I'd well, love to go and meet up for a pint somewhere, but yeah. can't. So no. save it for exactly. the weekend. Exactly. Zoom, Zoom calls it. Zoom calls and podcasts are the way forward. Exactly, exactly. So one of the features that we thought we might have on this podcast is a kind of film of the week because shark films are a genre of their own, uh, from the from the sublime to the ridiculous. Now we're going to pretty much start off at the sublime and at the sort of uh, day one of um, of of shark films, but um, it's a kind of genre of its own, and uh, we felt. Each week we'll watch a film, or each t- each time we do it, we'll watch a film, um, and then just kind of chat about it. There's no need to watch this one this week because we've, I'm sure we all know it, back to front. But to start off with, of course, how could we? What could? What else could we do? But Jaws itself. Um, let me just give you. I mean, Stuart. Obviously, firstly, first question: How many times do you think you've seen this? You've seen Jaws. Oh. So many. I mean, I've owned it on every format possible. I think I had it on VHS to DVD, then anniversary DVD, Blu-ray, anniversary Blu-ray, <laughs> uh, streaming sites, all sorts, digital downloads, and all that. So I 
plus it's always on ITV4 or ITV2 or something anyway half the time when it's on you just have to sit and watch it so it's fair to say I have seen it many many times many many times there were total dozens towards the towards the hundred mark well possibly aye yeah at least bits of it you know you always when it's on like an ITV2 or something like that it seems you'll you'll maybe come in halfway through it and you'll yeah, I'll just watch five minutes of it, and yeah. an hour later on, you you finished it, and you credits are rolling. You're like, oh, yeah, that was, was good. Yeah. It's just one of those films that, yeah. if it's on, that you know you might not go out your way to sit and watch it every weekend or whatever, but when you get an opportunity to, it's yeah. always good entertainment. You're watching it for sure. Well, let me give you the the IMDb, um, the sort of. Uh, synopsis if you like of it is when a killer shark unleashes chaos on a beach community it's up to a local sheriff a marine biologist and an old seafarer to hunt the beast down now anyway you can almost you can see where the sort of uh the 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 sort of media and the sort of media attention on sharks now as as a result of jaws is even just summed up in that sentence uh a killer shark unleashes chaos and then hunt the beast down. Um, I mean, firstly, is 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 that? Do you think that's fair? Firstly, like, there's there's no point in denying that, that great whites are obviously dangerous. Um, so it it would be it would be silly to suggest otherwise. But is that what do you think? Firstly, of that of that sentence to sum up the film and and sharks themselves. Well, yeah, like you say, it kind of. Um... It doesn't depict the shark in a good way, probably from that wee blurb alone. Um, but it, it, I suppose it summarises the film. It, it's one of those films that, yes, it has created a created a frenzy at the time and a, a fear of the water, but it was in those times that the study of them wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was maybe too early for that. Um, and I, I was actually for this I was looking up the, the reaction that came from it mm-hmm. um, and that people did have this fear of the water after that apparently beach attendances went down right. just after it oh. um, so it, it was a pivotal moment for in film and for sharks as well people started to obviously people started to hunt them and, and have this great fear of them and they should be feared they, they're, they're you know Machines, really, you know, they're hunting machines. Um, but for me, when I watched it, it didn't give me that. And obviously, it was later on. It was I was not old enough when I was, or I wasn't born. Sorry, when it came out. Um, but it it uh, it gave me a fascination rather than a fear of them. Um, and I just enjoyed the film. I thought it was a, st- a stunning film. I thought fan of Spielberg. I thought the way. It was done without revealing the shark because if you look back at it, it's a plastic shark. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. nothing really to be. But the way they created it and the way they, f- they built it up was, for me, is the way I appreciate the film. Mm. Um, and I don't think you could really have made a, a shark film even to now. You can't really make a shark film where it's not depicted in a in a in a bad way, in a negative way, because. Yeah. How do you create that fear of this beast with big teeth um, without creating this kind of frenzy and fear? Yeah. So and can you could you could you sum up Jaws for someone who's never seen it? Like if someone says, "Oh, I've never seen Jaws," 
Uh, how? Why? Why should I watch it? Well, funny enough, my um, my sister-in-law's boyfriend—he's he's seven years younger than me, um, and he's never seen Jaws, <laughs> and he laughs at me because I keep saying, "You seen Jaws yet? You seen Jaws yet?" And I think he starts to watch it, and he get fed up with it, and and perhaps nowadays maybe it doesn't stand up to people that are watching it and they're so used to see the youngsters these days are so used yeah, to yeah. certain <laughs> levels um, mm. but for me it's a, it's a filmmaking masterpiece yeah yeah um, it's when I, if you describe it it is like a, a shark has caused havoc in this bay um, of Amity Island uh, and it causes fear and I also quite like the theme of it of the the mayor where he uh, wants to keep the beaches open despite mm. that's quite prevalent in current times of COVID yep, <laughs> keeping yep, things yep. open despite the risk that because yeah, yeah. it's all about money. I like yeah. that theme to it. So it's about uh, sorry, carry on. I've kind of blog, I've gone on no, here. No, no. So well, funnily enough, on that front, and you know, without. Without wishing to add to politics, because I think we're trying to take a break from all the everything that's going on, really. So poli- with, uh, politics being one of the things that I'm trying, it would be better to avoid. But apparently, Boris Johnson's hero is the mayor from Jaws <laughs> because he kept because he kept the beaches open, and I just thought, well, on the one hand, it's sort of shocking, and on the other hand, you think, yeah, that's probably checks out. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about sounds about right. As you Definitely. said, as you said, though Stuart, it's a it's a filmmaking masterpiece. Let, let me just give you some. Uh, it won it won, an, it won a, the Oscar for best editing and for best sound. It also won uh, John Williams the best score Oscar. And as a slight aside note, he was actually conducting the orchestra at the nineteen seventy six Academy Awards, so he won the Oscar, um, and he had to dash up to the podium accept his Oscar. And then run back down to uh, to continue conducting. I suppose it'd be funny if his speech had gone on for far too long. They had to start conducting the orchestra to play <laughs> him off the stage. But um, it was also nominated for the best picture, but it lost out to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, and the it was obviously the breakout film for Steven Spielberg, not his first film, but but his breakout yeah. film. And. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, his career was his career, and his his life was was completely different after that. Um, <clears throat> now, a part of me thinks I'm already going to know the know the answer to this. Is it the best shark film ever? Definitely, definitely. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about that, is there? The, nothing has come close to. It. I mean, there's been I sort of read something that's been well over fifty shark movies made since it. At least one every year mm. since I think something like 1996 has been at least one every year. They're still ongoing. You look up Amazon Prime, there's pretty much a whole section of them. To yeah. the, the more serious to the absolute ridiculous um, of shark needles and things like that. But it's a, it, for me, nothing comes close to it. It's the, like you say, winning those Oscars. I mean, can you imagine? Deep Blue Sea winning an Oscar, <laughs> you know, it's 
It's a good, very good point, Stuart. I mean, if you take out the what it did in the effect of sharks at the time, it was actually helped save cinemas in many ways, particularly in mm-hmm. I think in the states, um, because it was the first summer blockbuster. They were it was going downhill yeah, yeah. Um, at that point of attendances to cinema and this from that moment on it lifted it because the summer yeah. blockbuster started and that's when so you know it, it's a relevant film in that sense mm-hmm. even if it did have a negative impact on the yeah. environment of sharks mm-hmm. and you obviously you're talking on the sort of uh, the sort of cinema the cinematic masterpiece side of things Um it, there was a lot of a lot of really great things. One of the uh, one of the things was the the kind of dolly zoom and the kind of famous scene. This Chief Brody, yeah, is looking out as a young boy is is attacked and obviously killed, um, but by the shark. So basically, it's it, some some people do call it the Jaws effect, although it was actually used previously in in the film Vertigo, um, to sort of show how show someone getting obviously dizzy, and. So I, I've got some. I found a, I found a good paragraph on it just to sort of explain what it is. But in this, from this is from Empire. In the simplest terms, the dolly zoom sees the camera track towards or away from the subject, while the zoom lens is adjusted in the opposite direction, resulting in an increased perception of depth. Depth, sorry. Chiefly, the background appears to change size in relation to the foreground subject matter. So. Obviously, in that instance, it kind of the camera kind of moves in on Chief Brody, um, and he's and the obviously the soundtrack is, uh, is perfectly aligned with it, but and just shows his it's sort such of a, horror. He can't look away. It is. It's such a perfect scene for me, mm-hmm. and actually, um, I've always joked that if there had been a camera in the the room where I was told we were having twins. That would have been the perfect that jaws zoom. That would have been me with my face just appearing as a. <laughs> I always picture that as when, I, when they told me and my face just. <laughs> Brilliant. For good. me, it is. It's like you said earlier about the what won the Oscars was the sound and the editing. For that is it. For me, that is what's made that that film. The sound. Because it builds that terror, and I think that's a big part of it. Um, I watched uh, a film of the actually the the Invisible Man, mm-hmm. and the the sound in that, the music. I think that is what creates the tension, uh, and it's sometimes it's I don't really notice it in films, but in these kind of films, that and yours in particular was, it's the sound, it's the music, it's the build up to that. That's what gives it the. The intensity, yeah, and the, you know that, and the editing of it that works because you don't like, well, no, you don't really see the shark mm-hmm. initially yeah. for quite a while. That it builds this fear, it builds and builds, because that's it, probably what terrified more people more yeah. than actually seeing this. Because yeah. you, if you just saw it straight away, you, you're probably not going to be that yeah. fussed by it. Yeah, exactly. It's a sort of um, so the, like like the dorsal fin was a representation of it, and then later on the barrels popping up was a representation of it. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's uh, there's some super, super, it's just super clever, it, and it looked you know it obviously looks incredible as well. Um, at one point, when they're on the boat, there's a shooting star goes across. Yeah. Um, 
that that was a that was a genuine shooting star. It just happened to you know you sort of think well they must have added that, but that, that was that genuinely yeah. that genuinely happened. Um, so it's the best shark film ever. Is it the best film ever? Ooh, that's a question. Now I know what your answer is going to be, um, <laughs> but it's it is one of my favourite films. There's no doubt about it. It's one that I saw quite reasonably young, mm-hmm. and I've always loved it. It's stuck with me. I, I do struggle to give a top three yeah. or whatever of films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone was to ask me, I'd probably see Jaws. That is probably my favourite film. Yeah. But I do, I I have different f- loves of film for different times or different moments, so... Yeah, yeah. T- and to answer bluntly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you would agree with that. It's, Stuart, it's up there for sure. Um, I mean, it's inc- it's incredible. Uh, it's incredible from, from a story point of view, from um, a cinematography top point of view the editing obviously won an Oscar the editing's superb like and in, in that same scene where I actually read earlier that that's four minutes scene on the beach you can learn more you could learn more about filmmaking and from those four minutes than you could do um, yeah. you know from from a whole from four years at, at film school but um, like people walk across his view that's exactly and what it, I was like, going to say though. and it kind of zoom, it zooms in on him um, to sort of highlight his tension maybe his claustrophobia the whole situation um, and his tension so, so no it, 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 is, it is for sure up there um, again from Empire this is a, a poll in 2018 had it at number 8 the best 100 films of all time uh, Star Wars was number 9 um, <laughs> and then the, the only ones ahead of it Raiders of the Lost Ark Goodfellas Pulp Fiction Shawshank Redemption, The Dark Knight, The Empire Strikes Back, and The Godfather. So, well, it's a good company then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the sort of that's the sort of um, esteem esteem it's def- it's definitely held in. Um, so, but no, it, it, it's absolutely it's obviously it, you know it's obviously um, even to have such a cultural effect as well, and to sort of transfer and now arguably it's quite an unfortunate cultural effect. And the way that sharks are that sharks have been are portrayed and things, um, but it's pretty much. I, I actually literally googled the line: "Is Jaws the first ever shark film?" And it certainly, it certainly, I couldn't come up with anything earlier, except of course, ni- the nineteen sixty six classic, starring Adam West as Batman, where he's on the Batcopter and he has to go down, <laughs> he has to go That's down right. on the ladder, and a shark, um, a shark. Grabs his leg and and it, it sort of hov- it sort of grabbing onto him in midair. Luckily though, he has anti shark repellent on his utility belt. Of course, which surely must be a necessity on the streets of Gotham City. Um, Why didn't Chief Brody have that with him? I, I don't know. You well, know exactly. Could have, could have could have solved a lot. Of... The film would have been over in the first fifteen minutes. Even. Well, well, exactly. In, in a way. It, you're talking about the mayor of uh, the the mayor of Amity. Um, if if he had agreed to close the beaches, um, then there would have been no film. So it's, uh, <laughs> very good point. So anyway, he he sort of did he did everybody a favour, and he had a cool jacket with anchors on it. So so that was good. <laughs> um, I mean, 
it, there's lo- lots of lots of human beings are casualties in it. It's almost the most harrowing casualty, the fact that a dog gets eaten. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, you don't see that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's probably the, is the, the worst one. Forget the, the wee boy or anything, just yeah, the well, dog. Was quite, yeah. It was all in all. All in all, it's a pretty heavy going seat. I mean, me and, me and my brother still talk about that to this, to this <laughs> day. But, um, but so, like I say, what obviously this is we're kind of this is a new sort of um, a new podcast, new idea that we've got, um, and we've talked about the the effect of Jaws on people uh, on on people. But anyway, it's more it's more sort of what's the the effect of what's it the, as what has been the effect of people on sharks. Um, so I'd be interested to know, um, now, so for example, the stats are that humans kill a hundred million sharks every year. Yeah. Sharks kill six humans every year. Now, don't get me wrong, it's obviously, well, those humans, it's obviously a a tragic, terrible thing. Um, and the answer clearly is not for the sharks to even up the score by killing more humans. That's obviously not 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 the good not the idea. Um, and so I'd be interested to know how many how many sharks are killed as, as a result of of jaws. People are frightened of them for sure. And when I was in when I uh, lived in Australia and I was in the water, I always made sure that it was somebody further out than me. So I thought, well, they'll get eaten first of all, and uh, and and I'll have time I'll have time to escape. But um, but I, but I wonder what this is, what has been the material effect. Obviously, um, you know, shark meat thinning—that's the, the the key, and also just overfishing, um, and fishermen catching sharks when they're actually trying to catch other other species. Which, um, and obviously the same the end goal the end result is the same for the shark. Uh, you know, so it's another dead shark. So I'd be interested to find out, and I think that's something that we both like to do, like to speak to somebody Definitely. who can give us some some proper some actual actual knowledge on that but take... I did look into it a wee bit and it, it was definitely saying that the at the time of Jaws like I, I mentioned earlier that there was obviously not the research done into it so one thing that did come out of it was that research after it increased mm-hmm. um, maybe not because of it but it certainly the fear yeah. of sharks went up the, the people were screaming the reaction within cinemas but I'm guessing that nowadays you know we're, we're desensitised to a lot of these kind of things yeah and it's a it's the unknown isn't it that's where the fear comes from so people maybe didn't have not anywhere near as many people scuba mm-hmm. dived and all that back in the 70s yeah. as they would now so there is that fear and apparently Peter Benchley himself said that if he'd known that the impact he was going to have on sharks, he would never have read the book. Right. Um, which would have been a shame. Because uh, yeah, it's also a very so. good book. It's a yeah. very good book, never mind the mm-hmm. film. Um, yeah. It's actually slightly different, but it's it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Since the release of Jaws, apparently many species of sharks have declined in the, around the US, 50 to 90%. Now, that's, obviously, mm-hmm. that's quite a big proportion there that they're... 50 to 90 is quite a disparaging amount there but um, it's but then also has it in some way and I'm not saying this has I'm just curious Mm -hmm. has it also helped increase the interest in 
the positive interest and yeah. the research that goes with that or is it all been fairly yeah. negative fairly negative it's a good question Stuart it is a good question um, and one I think we'd both like to we'd like to get to the bottom of definitely definitely because I know anyway I know there's no point in throwing around facts and things uh, facts like this because anyway it's a, they don't it won't do much for the perception of things. However, bees, wasps, dogs, and snakes are responsible for far more deaths each year than sharks are. So, well, um, if you're in Australia, anything can kill you in Australia. Exactly. So yeah. You're probably safer in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, because I remember when I went scuba diving in Australia, my I had there was no fear of it being a shark that was going to attack me. It was a jigs. The, the box jellyfish yep, that yep, I had yep. fear of. No, oh, definitely. Uh, they they were the ones that were, um, that we had the stinger suits on and everything. Uh, but I was like, nope, <laughs> those are the ones that are going to get me, yeah, not yeah. the sharks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It, like that, I, my fear from that is probably of the unknown. It, it's um, like I'm not exactly a big fan of snakes, but that's because. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know them in our country we don't really have them so no exactly well, not, not, not the venomous ones anyway so it yeah it's it's the unknown that that's what that's what the fear is isn't it so yeah I have a healthy respect because I have done some some research and mm-hmm. therefore my but then you see pictures of people swimming with great yeah. whites you yeah. know it's not like they just maul no. you at every possibility it's no I mean, it like I think you summarise it. They obviously machines in the sense that you know, when they want to hunt something, they're extremely good at it. But they're not. But they're not necessarily hunting all the time. Um, no. And when they come into contact with humans, um, it's more of an accident rather than they've gone out to hunt a human. Yeah, absolutely. It's usually it's a mistaken identity, isn't it? They're yeah. unsure. They they might take a bite and then. More often than not, that, that that's it. I, I don't. I don't mean that to play down anyone's injuries from that. That's of course it's horrific, but yeah. Quite often it's go wait, but this is not what I thought it was. So yeah. Um, yeah. It, but then it, I think when you when you hear stories of people that have been attacked, the ones that are in the mostly surfers and scuba divers or anybody that it's mostly surfers that unfortunately do get attacked. Um, is the ones that. Bethy Hamilton was 13 years old mm-hmm. pro surfer and she, she lost an arm due to a yeah. shark attack Yeah, but she was in back in the water I think it was like a month or so later because and yep. she I think openly said I was in their territory Yeah. so it's those kind of people that be that you, the ones you should listen to because they've yeah, got yeah. the healthy respect that yeah. they're entering that they know the risks yeah yeah um, yeah you'll, of, you'll often find people who you know who spend a lot of time in the water? They, you know, no one will respect or, or appreciate sharks more than than surfers or divers or who. Yeah, there was another one I heard of, and he was a filmmaker, and he, he was attacked by a shark and lost a leg. It was caught in film, mm-hmm. um, and then he, but it was then he made a film from this, from his actual footage. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. He was a Frenchman, uh, and. I think he was again. He was back in the water in no time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it, yeah. because I think they know how rare it is. There's, there is still more of a chance of getting yeah. struck by lightning than yeah. attacked by a shark. Like, like you'd mentioned, it would be good at some point. Hopefully, we can get to speak to someone, maybe from uh, like to the Shark Trust or something mm-hmm. like that, who could 
yeah. give us more knowledgeable because I'm keen yeah. to learn uh, yeah. a bit more. And uh, the Shark Trust did an incredible job, I'm sure, of uh, raising funds and making awareness of sharks. Yeah, and funding research into them, which is key. So uh, if you'd like a bit more information on them, they also send out a really great uh, magazine every kind of quarter. So um, because I'm working from home, my, my commute to work is only an hour or so, and I've saved a lot of money in petrol, so I uh, put some of this money I'd saved towards a shark trust last year, and uh, so you get, get some really good info from them, and uh, so you can you can have a look at that if you like at the sharktrust.org, which is uh, which is super interesting, so um, have a look at that. You get some nice postcards as well, and a great white poster, and uh, some good stickers and things, so, so have a look at that. Other than that, Stuart... It's been a, an enjoyable first episode. We've started at the top, yeah. film-wise, beer-wise. We've started with a good standard as well. Um, Indeed. We need to... Um, what we, film will we look at for next time? Dude, good question. Let's say uh, we can... Like I said, for, for a long time, I've sort of... Went, I think I've sort of, in my head, had it that Jaws 2 is better than Jaws, but... I think that's. I think it's probably not the case, but I'd like to just examine it just one more time, just to check if it is or if it isn't. Well, maybe that's the one we look at next week. See the and see the impact that that had, um, and from a film point of view, how that compares to the first as well. Exactly. Exactly. When you watch that, that'd be good. But definitely, John Williams does the soundtrack for it as well, so that's a good start. Well, it's very good start. John Williams yeah. is, is. You can't get much better than that, can you? Really. No. Well, Stuart, amity, as you know, means friendship in the words of the mayor of amity. So, on that happy note, I'll thank you very much and uh, for your time, and great to see you. And it'll be through the screen, and uh, we'll talk next time. Yes, looking forward to it. That was really good. Cheers, Jamie. Stay safe, everybody. 